Hey guys, Jeremy, National Fire Radio. We're in the brand new studio, 2020. This is pretty nuts, man. I got, I'm got i surrounded by friends, but new faces to the platform. And we're going to talk all about that. In 2020, the idea was National Fire Radio is a lot bigger than all of us individually. And so what we wanted to do is bring forth a lot of different types of content, a lot of different thoughts and ideas, and new faces to the platform. Uh, you'll see on the uh, screen behind us, if you're watching the video, Rush the Bus. Rush the Bus is a new podcast and social media platform that came out with Julie and Pete. We're going to hop into your story in just a minute. Guys, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for, thanks having, for having us. Of course, man. Pete, lean into that microphone when you talk. Sorry, and nobody's going to hear you. I'm, it's all new <laughs> but cool thing about this was, um, and Rob's not here. Rob's on his third honeymoon, I think, of the year. Um, this guy. 2020. I've never, I've yeah. never it's met the a guy. fourth. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. It's amazing. But it's, it's unbelievable. Incredible. I mean, the guy got married over a year ago, and this is like his second or third honeymoon already. Yeah, so happy, I guess. One, sing, one wife. I mean, it's not like multiple wives. I don't want to. <laughs> but, you know, so Rob's not here today. Tucker's not here. Sebby's not here. We're, we're running lean and mean, but. We have uh, our new friends to the show, and uh, I wanted to get you guys into the studio, our new studio, which a lot more co- uh, podcasts will be coming out of here uh, going forward and so on. So, And then we also have Pip. Hiya. Mm-hmm. Pip's been on the show before, 555 Fitness. Um, you do incredible work for your not-for-profit fitness organization for the, Thanks, man. Uh, for the emergency services, and you're a friend, and you've been on the show before, and I'm excited to get you um, up and running. Uh, we're going to do a little project together on National Fire Radio called The Size Up. Yes, sir. And we're going to hop into thing. that today, too. But I just wanted to take a quick moment, too, with everybody that listens and watches and so on. I just wanted to say thank you. Um, it's been a crazy wild ride for about a year and a half now in National Fire Radio. Our podcast is awesome, and I love it. I love everything about it. Um, and I loved being able to just get the message out uh, to uh, our listeners and so on. So we're going to get running real quick. I want to hop into Rush the Bus. we got your logo up on the screen behind us. Pete, Julie, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for putting your trust in National Fire Radio, man. Um, of course. Little little backstory. Um, little backstory about Pete and Julie. Uh, Rob and I were talking about doing uh, something with EMS. You know, we're I'm a fire. Rob's a Rob's a yeah, he's an ambulance EMS. guy. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he loves it. No, it's great. It's just not my thing, right? Before, and just a little precursor. Before when we were getting set up. You guys are talking about EMS jobs with Pip, and I'm just sitting here just shaking my head going, I want nothing to do with this at all. <laughs> you know, really. Like, it's just not my thing. But I want to hop into it. I want to talk about you guys and, and celebrate what you're going to bring uh, to the National Fire Radio platform under the content of Rush the Bus. Pete and Julie, a little background. You guys are New York City medics. Yep. Uh, you work in the, the, the tough and humble city of New York City, uh, which is 20 minutes outside my front door. Gentrified. We work in a gentrified section. Give it to me, man. Give me a little rundown. Tell me about. I mean, it is. It's, it yeah. We work in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Northern Brooklyn. Yeah, North Brooklyn. Um, and we're pretty busy. I mean, we're still busy, and we're still doing like jobs that we were doing ten years ago. So I mean, it's you know, it is gentrified. You can get better. We do. We do. We hit so many different markets across the country, and so I think when people think of New York City, first off, they think of skyscrapers. They, yeah, think, they think of Manhattan, Manhattan and everything. Yeah. So like where right. we are every week. There's a new building. You know, I've been on my duty. I drove around the other day, and there's a new skyscraper, you know, a new multifamily going up. So in the, the seven years that I've been there, the neighborhood has changed drastically. Yeah, and, so and Brooklyn, though, changing. Brooklyn's got everything, right? From single family to yep. skyscrapers, yeah. right? I mean, it's a real are, diverse it's, Yeah, it's area. all multifamily, um, two flats, stuff like that. So Densely populated. Yeah, yes, there's a lot right. of traffic. It's why we work at night, so there's not as much traffic. <laughs> After 9 o'clock, everything... 
Everybody just walks away. I get that. Yeah. That's wild. So give me a little background about yourselves. Um, Julie, let's start with you. Uh, how long have you been in the EMS field for? Um, I became an EMT in like 2003, 2004. And I worked for an ambulance in Poughkeepsie, New York, which is how I met Rob. Yeah. Um, and my worst job ever for quite a few years was with Rob. And it was one of those jobs where I was like, I don't know if I should do this anymore. You know, and I kind of spoke to my dad, who was a firefighter, and my brother, and um, I kept at it. And now it's, you know, 16 years later or whatever, and clearly I'm still doing it. Uh, and I've worked for the city of New York, in the city of New York, um, for 13 years, yeah, a little over 13 years, and I've been a medic for 11 years, um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, Pete's my partner. You guys have been partners a long time, Pete. Mm, two, two, years. Years. two years. Two years. Yeah. I mean, I've seen you guys. We've met numerous times now. We've done some projects already together. I mean, you guys are a part of the family, and I watch the dynamic between you two, and it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think we get along really well, um, and. We are on 12-hour tours, so there's not a third partner. It's just the two of us. So okay. every time we work, we're together. Right. So you sort of have to like, like the each person. Other. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, you it's work with. Well, it yeah, it's a long 12. Well, it surely helps. It's a long 12. Yes, yeah. Yep. We were talking about it. You know, the, the cool thing about Rush the Bus, and, and we'll get to the name and how we came up with it and all that, too. But the cool thing with this, different from the fire service, is that, like, our National Fire Radio podcast, and uh, you got to excuse me with my voice, man. I've been sick for, like, two weeks. So. Sorry. I got, yeah, it's raspy. You should have called the ambulance. <laughs> should have called the yeah. ambulance. You should have. You give me a foot drop. <laughs> but um, they carry you down, yeah. too. The cool thing about Rush to Bus and what I'm hoping for is that, you know, one, I think EMS needs a voice. I think EMS sometimes gets lost on the big pages of emergency services. You know, there's always talk about police, there's always talk about fire, yeah. and then EMS. And I think that's wrong. And, and I, I think that needs to be changed. And I'd like to see if we could try to help facilitate that change a little bit. And the thing is this, the guys in the firehouse, if they watch or listen to our podcast, it's a lot more work for them to do that. You have to get a couple guys around the table or whatever. With Rush the Bus, like you guys, I mean, you guys live in your bus most of the night. Yeah. So you have the ability as partners to listen to a podcast together. Yep. Yeah, it, puts you, it puts you in the cab of the ambulance it allows you to have that time together where instead of listening to the tunes or whatever, you have the ability to listen to a podcast or something like that. So I'm hoping that you're, as we progress and we, we get a bunch of episodes out there, we're going to be able to put you right in the cab of the ambulances yep. with people across the country. Yep. I think that'd be super cool. That's the thing is, that's why we wanted to start the podcast because yeah. we'd listen to you guys. And right. there's, nobody ever thinks about EMS and like, we don't think we mm -hmm. have cool stories and stuff. You know, but the more, there's a lot of neat stories out there, different small systems and everything. And we want to hear about everybody's stuff, like, you know, how you do it in, you know, Detroit or, you know, Austin Travis or yeah. Los Angeles. It's, it's different. Yeah. It's the same, but it's very different from I where you go. I love everything about it. Um, I, I think what's super cool is we started the Instagram for Rush the Bus and it took off pretty quick. I mean, yeah, it's, we're, it's we're actually getting well. messages from stuff that we've shown people. Talk about that. that. I love it. I absolutely love it. So that. we've been doing like our cravat tricks and. We've been getting messages even Which in is our awesome, station. By the way, awesome. Like, no, Pip, hop in, man. No, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, like the Kravatrix, yeah. I learned from a guy. He was a volunteer in Queens, um, and they were like by the Jackie before the Jackie had a divider, so it was like just mayhem. So he knows all these old cravat tricks, and he started showing us. We put them out there, and people were coming up to us, messaging us, "Yo, I used this the other night. Da da da, it's working." So it's pretty cool. So it's cool too because EMS doesn't really have anything yeah. like that now. Right, you know, share. It's you know what I mean? It's like secret. All. It's like the same thing with the fire service. You know, like you hold everything in, like, yo, how to pull that ceiling. You know, it's the same thing. Like, if you don't ask, 
And a lot of new people think they know everything. But, you know. Of course. <laughs> Do they learn cravats? No, they, apparently they don't. Days, From what right? I've I found is, you know, people don't know cravats. It's a little known fact that I started at EMF. Uh, it's I not a little known. We know this. It's more this of a known fact. We can there, tell you're there's smiling. Some there's some stories you don't know. You're wiggling you in your seat. Yeah, you're so excited about uh, this. I was a medic for six years. I'm an inactive medic now. Is that right? Yeah. It, it, the whole fitness thing occurred, and it just time didn't work to go work on the bus anymore for me. Okay. Uh, All with, right. with traveling, and, and I ended up being, it's a whole different story about being the bad medic. Uh, because EMS changes so yeah. rapidly. Yep. You know, in the fire service, yeah, we may get a new nozzle here or there. Every time I was going to work on the truck, there was a new medication yeah, or the concentration. Or yeah, yeah, the concentration was different. And you're yeah. like, oh, my God, math, math and <laughs> death and math. And it just wasn't for me anymore. Yeah. But I think what you guys can do with Rush the Bus, like with the cravat tricks, I couldn't even tell you the last time I took a cravat out of the bag. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I mean, yeah. we, don't, we do EMS where I work on the engine, but not that much. Yeah. And I saw all that and I'm like, these are so cool. I hope I remember yeah, and, some of these. And I think yeah. that's my favorite thing about what we do as a platform, National Fire Radio. We're trying to you know, redefine how we're teaching and educating and talking about the job and the positiveness of it, but also sharing those tips, tricks, and hacks. Yep. Those are my favorite things. Yeah. Like for National Fire Radio on our Instagram, what hits and hits well is when we do like our apparatus innovations and things like that. Because the the, the deal is this, you guys are medics in New York City. So the, the repetition and the amount of call volume and the differences in call volume and types of calls you go on is vast compared to a lot of other parts of, you know, rural here and suburban here, right? So you guys are exposed to it. So you're putting your training and practice and know-how to the test daily, where some EMS departments are not. And I think being able to tell some stories that relate to the job and show some tips and tricks and hacks, and you had a buddy that's super good and old school with cravats, like... To be able to get that type of content out there is cool because at the end of the day, all you're doing is making that job yeah. better. But the other thing is that hopefully we can spark somebody else to to relight their fire at the yes. job. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like I love it. But the other thing is there's a lot of guys in small departments. You know, like we're talking to these guys from Pennsylvania and they may have some cool stuff that they do out there that Absolutely. won't work for us. Right. You know, but it might work out, you know, somebody else who's further out. You know what I mean? So if we can light that fire, it's okay to be a buff. It's I think you said that the other day. Absolutely. You know, I think being a buff is cool. So, And if you ask, I'm going to show you this stuff. What? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a buff, man. Sorry. Yeah, one of those closet buffs. Closet it buffs. gets, you know, like people excited to talk about yeah. their job. And I think that, unfortunately, in EMS, you know, there's the, like, the, obviously, the woe is me. Like, we don't make as much or we this and that. And so a lot of people, I think, after a while, kind of get down on the job or get down on themselves. And I feel like... The reality is this is a career. It's something that you could do. Yeah. It's a rewarding career. It's a noble career. Um, I mean, it's it's exciting. For me, every day is different. Like, I can't sit in an office. I have tried. I've gotten fired. <laughs> like, so this job is like, uh, <laughs> this has been like my longest job ever. And I, I genuinely look forward to coming to work. You know, like, I like it. It's exciting. So um, I feel like I want us to you know, talk to people who've got experience, but also like get people who are new to feel like, you know what, this is a great job and like feel proud of that job, you know? I think you hit on something there too because a lot of times EMS is thought as the uh, precursor to getting on the job as a firefighter. Yes, absolutely. But here's the other best thing is that you're still going to be working on ambulance when you're a fireman. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of places. places. At least in our city, you know? yeah, I, you're definitely going to be. In EMS, it's, it's 
it was what it was for me as a stepping stone, yeah. you know, and I, and I did go back and become a medic, but a lot of people take that. And, you know, my wife started as an EMT. Now she's a physician assistant. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people go into nursing, but there are, I think, more departments now than, than 25 years ago when I started. EMS can be a career yeah. because there's places to move. There's yeah. different things you can yeah. do. There's promotional processes. Um, even the department that I worked in in Jersey now, we didn't have an on-duty supervisor when I worked there. Now I think there's three in the system yeah. floating around in cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the things that you guys are going to hopefully talk about from what I think and talking to both of you. Yeah, we got some, you know, I got some friends, you know, from around New Jersey that I'm already like talking to, you know, and places you would never think, yeah. you know, because it's not just, you know, the Newark guys, you know, I got some, got some stuff coming up. <laughs> but it's stuff. also too the reach you can get like they have with national fire radio yeah. for rush the bus you know yeah. you'll hear how they do it and my friend's a she's a fire captain in pasadena she's a paramedic yeah you know and that was part of her promotional process to go through yep. paramedic school well california man paramedic engines are everywhere yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what they do yep. that's how they run yeah i was surprised that when i went to chicago recently they were showing me their engine and it had like actual als equipment on and it a stair and, chair. They, and a stair and chair, and a stair chair and like they were talking about that if they get there first, they're like intubating the patient prior to the actual ambulance getting there. And I was shocked. I mean, I thought that was yeah. really cool. And it's stuff that I didn't know about, you know? So it's like this firefighter showing me all his medicines and all the cool stuff. And I'm like, we have this, we have this. And I'm like, this is a firefighter, you know? But he's also a medic. Yeah. And I didn't really know that was a thing. You know, we have obviously in our city, there are firefighters who were medics. Maybe they work as medics somewhere else, like per diem. But, you know, we don't really have a lot of integration in that kind of way. And so I'd like to talk to people outside of our city and kind of, you know, get but some it's, more information. It's also not just about the medics. It's about the EMTs. Of course. You know, yeah. so because like they, they do a lot of stuff, you know, they're not really thought of. And it's, it's paramedic, paramedics, but, you know, two good the EMTs. The ambulance driver? Oh, yeah. You know, two. Yeah, that's all they looked at is you know, I'm where driving you, my Where medic. you guys work, is every bus a paramedic unit? No, or no. they have EM- yeah, EMT have, buses too. We have EMT trucks, so it's EMT, EMT, or medic, medic. Trucks. I gotta get the lingo down, Pip. Yeah, oh. Don't say rig. <laughs> rig? No rigs. No rigs. No, no but I trucks got a ladder. Truck. Truck's got a ladder on it, man. Maybe yeah, where they were. It's a truck, but <laughs> trucks got a ladder. In our neighborhood, on it. I will bus. say we have a really good. I mean, at least in our station, we have a really good rapport with our EMTs. And it's funny. I'm gonna bring up like a quick story. The other yeah. day, I had a a patient who was having a really severe asthma attack. Like we got on the scene, it was sort of like a chaos. The house was like really chaotic and she's doing this kind of guppy breathing. And so like I right off hit her with the epi and we're trying to treat her quickly. And the I had called for BLS to come help us because we needed to move furniture to get her out of the, the, the house. And as soon as my EMTs came on scene, they looked at her and they were like, hmm, you check her pupils. And she was high. So, I mean, that is pretty much what started this like downward spiral of an asthma attack. But it was something that because I was sort of treating the asthma like pretty aggressively, I kind of didn't think like she's also high on heroin, which she was. And it's like it takes really good BLS to sort of recognize these things. They have a lot of experience in our neighborhood. They back us up all the time. We work very closely with the BLS. Yeah. So I feel like for us anyway, we're super lucky to have the EMTs that we have at our station. Um, but that was just like one example of them like sure. being so good and so spot on with their stuff that they can recognize things and put it out there and they know that I'm going to be receptive as well to that and not be like, oh, you know, get out of here. I know how to do my job. Like right. we work hand in hand, you know, like so they sh- pointed something out that effectively helped us like also deal with this patient, you know. Absolutely. Pete, talking about uh, BLS EMTs, give me your background story. We didn't, uh, we didn't uh, get any So of I started as a volunteer in, 
1999, and I was a volunteer. And then I worked a bunch of paid spots all over New Jersey. Went to medic school in 06. And then from there, I worked out in Pennsylvania for a little bit. And I realized I needed a career because I had kids, good insurance. So I went and started working in New York City. Nice. So good. And that's since when you've been in the in the city now for how long? Since 2012, July okay. 12. Okay. Yep. Same you've seen station. a lot of. Have you seen? Pip brought up a good point before, and I never really thought of it because I'm not an EMS guy. But EMS is constantly changing. The fire service is kind of the the meat and potatoes of the fire service. Has always been put water on the fire, search for victims, ventilate the building. Right. I mean, it's pretty. That's what we do. The staples, right? So I mean, it's pretty do simple. It, do right? it, and your job is. You good. guys, obviously, it's patient care, but how you care for the patient changes quite often. Yeah, I mean, I think our protocols change pretty frequently. Um, things that were, you know, sort of like law in EMS, like long boards and everything. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh I, I, still yeah, can't, you know. I still I can't have tell you long boarding somebody. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I did it. Yeah. I know. That's, and that's I'm, I'm sort of glad for that. I have no that. idea what the hell you're even talking about. <laughs> so we would go to motor vehicle accidents. Right. Everybody, got <laughs> everybody got back. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. still stiff hard, plastic right. or They'd be sitting on the curb and they're like putting a board on them. Standing takedowns. Right, 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 right. People would be... Chastised, bro. If you didn't bring somebody on a board, you're like, yeah, what did you do? oh my god, like you didn't board that person, and be like, wow, yeah. it was injured. really uncomfortable too yeah. for the patients. There were times that it was like, if anything, probably more painful for that person. Yeah. You know, like we got to do little like uh, drills with the you know the department I work for, and I got to go on a backboard and get transported like in the ambulance maybe three blocks, and I was like, geez, like I got <laughs> off that board, and I was like, my shoulder is destroyed, you know. <laughs> And uh, so I feel like, you know, you're putting injured people on this, like, super stiff board. Yeah. You know, they could get pressure wounds if they're on there for too long. There's a lot that, you know, like, eventually they were like, let's get that out. But, yeah. I mean, that was like, that was, you it's did still, not stray yeah. from this. You it's know? still a, a hotbed topic. Yeah. It's yeah. like backboarding. And with EMS changes, like what you're talking about and with that, it's, it's, it's science-based. Well, that's right. Up. That's, that's right? exactly There's yeah. studies that have been Absolutely. done in very large departments. And they follow these patients for years, and they came out and said, this is bad. Yeah. It's nobody's fault. It's just bad. It's yeah. not yeah, what you should do. we thought it was good. It's not good. And yep. that's hard. It, that's where EMS and the fire service are very much the same yeah. because the folks put their feet in the ground. Yeah. And, I mean, the, and not, I don't want to get too crazy with it, but the, a lot of those people would be complaining while they were backboarding people. Why are we doing yeah. this? They take them off when we get to the ER anyway. Yeah. Then when they said, no, no mas. No mas. Oh, everybody what do you got mad. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do this now. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I you have to relearn. I went yeah. on a few MBAs yesterday, and everybody got walked to the ambulance. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. That's right. the right. craziest thing. Where you put them in a collar and you're walking them there. Yeah, it's not what it's you're used to. But science says, the studies have shown the numbers are right. This is safer for your patient, and that's where I think with you guys and Rush the Bus, you have a great opportunity. Um, to talk about that on a level that a lot of people aren't. And it changes to BLS and ALS. Yep. You know, EMTs are, are paramedics. There's a new word for you, BLS, by the way. Because Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> but, you know, you can see those changes and get them out there because maybe, like we talked about my friend in Rialto, they're doing something different in California. Why not talk about it, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, if we hear stuff from smaller places, like where we work, the, by, by the time we'll, we, it'll be there and past. It's so hard to get changed where we are. But in a smaller system, if they hear something, they can try it a lot quicker than we can. So maybe we can help a smaller department who's looking for something new to try, and they they can try it out quicker than we can. We could spark somebody else's interest. Oh, I know? agree, and and I so. and I wholeheartedly agree with what you were saying before too about relighting the fire maybe in some professionals in the job themselves. I mean, and that's 
a lot of the a lot of the um a lot of what I get out of this and what we bring to the table is when I get a couple of those messages where they're like, Hey man, you know, I enjoy listening to your stuff and it kind of fired me back up to get back involved yeah. and, and to, to work harder or to put my personal concerns aside and get back into the firehouse the way I should be. When we hear messages like that, man, that's it. That's validation for why we're doing this. And if it's only one or two guys in 10 years, we made a difference. And that's what matters. And it's I think contagious, like Ryan, it sure is, says, you know, positivity. It's <laughs> contagious. You know, like we have guys coming up now, like, Showing us stuff. I came in. I'm on my duty, and people show me. Oh, let me show you how to tie this and that. It's because they know you're fi- because they know you're affiliated with Rush yeah. the Bus. This is yep. your your content. Yeah, so guys are coming up to me, showing me stuff. Like, yo, try this. And the best part about that is, if you did not or were not we Rush the Bus, come out. You would be talking about the Giants game yesterday. You'd yeah. be talking about you know the uh, yep. something else. Yeah. But the fact that you know you have the ability now to open conversation, I I absolutely love that. I think it's so neat. I think it it's is cool. pretty cool. So, yeah. and it's very new for EMS. I mean, there yeah. are some good EMS yeah. podcasts out there. Don't get me wrong, but, but we're not clinical. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it. I'm not. I'm not gonna listen to that. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna do an epi drip. I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> <not> the, <laughs> says, the study but, says you know, that point five epi. And obviously, like, there are people who are like more, you know, into that kind of angle, and that's fine. Yeah. It's just you know, for us, I think it's like you know, we want it to be like a casual, short, sort of like sharing of information and stories and. You know, sort of like learning from each other on like a really just kind of like we do, yeah, yeah, basic level. Chilling. Like we all do this. It's a little different where you do it. Tell me about that. You know? Yeah, yep. no, that's it. awesome. I mean, it's BLS before ALS. Everybody says it. Yeah. Nobody wants to believe it or yeah. do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that, that's and what the thing it is, like, if you work <laughs> in an EMT medic truck, the, the EMTs they don't get to. I've no. worked in that kind of system, yeah. and the EMTs are just like, "Yo, drive yeah. me, bro." You know, and they don't know how to button splint. topic, Jeremy. What you know. Yeah, it is do a hot you, one. Do you work two medics, like Julie and Pete do, or like I did in Jersey, where there's two medics on the truck? Oh, it's a truck, too, huh? It's all right. Two on the truck. <laughs> or is it EMT and medic? So that Dynamics. is... That's yep. how it was when I first became an EMT. And I honestly can tell you that even though I learned some cool stuff from my medic partner, I didn't feel like my EMT skills, like my BLS skills, were like up to par necessarily because any really like injured or critically ill patient basically went in the back with my partner and then I just drove us. You know? Were you an EMTI or a B? No, just a regular, regular EMT. Okay. And um, so it was like, it's funny because at the time I remember after like a year of that, people were going to medic school and there were a few people who were asking me like, you want to go to medic school? And I was like, I'm not even sure I know how to be an EMT yet. You know, like I felt like I needed a lot more practice. And then when I came to the city of New York, I would say in like six months of just being with an EMT and having to deal with like whatever life throws at you, I felt way more confident as an EMT because it was like, that's who my partner is. That's who I am. Like we can call for medics if we need to, but if you're doing like a real job that requires like an, you know, I don't know, like a fast sort of like get off the scene, like a trauma. Yeah. You don't need to wait for medics. Like you can do that. If you're an EMT, that's your job, you know? And it made me feel way more confident just being an EMT and being able to handle like really, sense. you know, yeah. really big jobs. So. And every day everybody forgets about the EMTs. It's not about the paramedics. You know, EMTs make paramedics look good. Mm-hmm. And everybody was an EMT when they started. And we always so. have to fall back on that. That's the whole thing. BLS before ALS yeah. essentially means basic life support before advanced. So your basics are like, you know, the airway, the breathing circulation. Like if you don't, if you just skip over that as a medic, you're going to miss some critical things. You have to always go back to being an EMT to be even effective as a medic. You 
You can't forget that. That's your basic training. That's what you always fall back on. Even in jobs that are like severe traumas, even if we're in the back of the bus, like we're still doing all of that basic stuff because that's what matters, you know? Like, uh, I mean, ultimately a person who's been shot a bunch of times needs surgery, but like they really need us to like make sure their airway is secure, that they're breathing. They don't necessarily need us to give them medicines or, you know, put them on a heart monitor. Like, and not even fluids anymore. Yeah. There's like no fluids for trauma patients. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That was like whole, some places are doing like whole blood. This whole blood is big in New this Jersey is issue. Whole blood. So there's a lot of these topics yeah. that, again, by this platform and ru- getting it out there, the Look amount of learning. Blood? Yeah. Give them whole blood, Andrew. Uh, so MD one, so we have a, a, oh, doctor, have a doctor response units in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that started actually where I used to work EMS, wow. but anyway, yeah, they're, they're going to give whole blood or oh. they already are. Uh, I can't tell. Interesting. And that's where the science that's end comes in, right? So there's, you have this really basic end of, of, of BLS and I don't, not to sound bad, but like stop the bleeding, Yeah. Yep. circulate their blood, give them oxygen. Then you go to this way advanced level of doctors yeah. coming to oh the I scene. I get it. I get it. And yep. they can do field amputations. They can give whole Jeez. blood. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. coolest part <laughs> of a, a doc on a scene is the fact you don't have to call medical control. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, doc, I'm going to do this. And he's like, cool. So there's no talking mm-hmm. on the phone. Yeah. There's no big speech. There's nothing. He's right there. I'm excited. I mean, I'm just saying, no, I'm excited because I'm sitting here listening to you guys and I'm so out of my realm right now. I have no idea what the hell's going on here. <laughs> but the best part about that is it just sounds like the, the possibilities of topics and conversation for you guys mm-hmm. is awesome. And I think what your guys are going to be able to do, and I know, that, you know, to get back on the show, Rush the Bus and the podcast, I mean, not only is it going to be you guys throwing out your tips, tricks, and ideas and things that you know and know how experience and so on. ideas. <laughs> get out of here. There's a new way. It's, that's <laughs> impossible. Look at, look at the ambulance. Like, you'll yo, figure you gotta... something. But the other thing, too, is you guys are going to be bringing guests. Yeah. And that's going to be exciting. And we're... Um, the cool thing about 2020 with National Fire Radio and the new platforms underneath with Rush the Bus and the Size Up and a few others that are going to be coming out, we're going to be able to do video conferencing from here. So you guys are going to be able to communicate and we're going to be able to podcast uh, one-on-one or up to eight people in a conference um, and so on. So the capabilities that we're going to have here are going to be super cool. And we're going to be able to communicate with people from all over the country. Yep. And for you guys, I think that's going to be a home run. Um, especially talking, you know, just experience and stories and know-how. Um, I think there's a lot of stories to be told in your industry. Yep. And uh, and I'm excited to uh, be a part of the team to bring that forward. I think The one, the one thing we found yeah, so thanks. far is people are nervous to talk about their stories. Of course. You know, course, that's like the craziest so. thing. is Everybody's so nervous that, you know, they're going to get in trouble, you know, at their job, this, that, and the other <coughs> thing. That's... So that's the, the most interesting thing that we found so far. In the EMS world, too, remember, we deal with HIPAA. You deal with yeah. confidential information. Of and people get very scared of that. It doesn't mean you can't talk about what you're yeah. doing. You just can't say someone's name. You yeah. can't yeah. say their social their security address. number. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't, I mean, you guys, yeah. I don't really know. When you, was HIPAA, HIPAA was in when you guys started. So I started, I worked EMS pre-HIPAA. Yeah. We wrote. Yeah, no, it was before that. Yeah. I started like before HIPAA was like, who's this? And yeah, then it came out. HIPAA and then came out. And you had to get the extra oh form signed. Gosh, HIPAA was like this. this Everybody thought it was going to like end everything. Yeah, I don't even know what it was like, like the, the lockdown that right, happened yeah, right. during HIPAA. Yeah. Um, and it, it's we no grew big through deal. it. Yeah, yeah big I don't big even think now. now they even know about HIPAA as much. It's not it's as crazy just, as it don't was. Do that. Um, being on social media, you know, there's been people who've caused issues in EMS. Well, of course. Social media but same thing on the fire lessons. side. You know, yeah. you just got to watch what you do. How about common sense and be smart? Yeah, I, mean, I think common simple. sense yeah. and 
using sort of these like days. Your, <laughs> your best judgment. I mean, because even if you ride an elevator in a hospital, there's usually a sign that says, like, you know, pretty much watch what you say Talking. about patients because <laughs> people are listening. And I think it just comes down to, like, using good judgment. And, you know, it's, it's exciting to talk about the jobs that we do, but, you know, you just you leave out who it was, where it was. Sure. Where? Like the keys. Yeah. And you can yeah. talk about it and you can learn from it. But I think yeah. like firefighting too, like some of my, some of the best podcasts we've had is where we've had guys really open up and tell some stories. And you don't have to go into the, you know, the, you know, dot all the I's and cross all the T's, but you can, I think part of training is listening to stories yep. and storytelling. And when you can sit around on the front bumper or the kitchen table at the firehouse on the fireside and you listen to a senior man tell some stories, they're going to leave out some details, but some of the juicy ones they leave in yep. that are okay for everybody to hear. Not only is it a good story and maybe a good laugh or a tear at the table, but it also trains that person. Yes, it does. It definitely and, does. And in this industry, I think you can teach experience. I don't think it's 100% guaranteed, but I think through storytelling, you learn and you train through storytelling, and I think that can teach some experience. A kid that's going to sit around the table and listen to senior guys every tour is going to be more seasoned than a kid that's not willing to sit around and listen to the stories. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that's an important conversation to have. And I think in your industry, you know, hearing um, everything from inner city to rural and everything in between, the storytelling will help maybe that 16 or 18 year old EMT or that 35 year old paramedic that's struggling with his career. Yeah. You know, I think those are those are the stories that I think are going to make a difference. And I'm really excited to watch what happens with Rush the Bus because I really think there's just so much potential here. And you two really have a good handle on it. And you guys have been pushing strong for a couple months now with it. We're just getting the podcast going now, which I'm excited. 2020 is going to be a killer year for you guys. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah. So it's going to be good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, good. Lots of change. That's good. Positive change. Pip. Funny, we mentioned positive change. Positive change <laughs> for 2020. We, we had <laughs> Pip and I. We've been we've been talking for a long time. We've been friends for a while now, and um, I over guess, a year. Yeah, probably since we started. You know, National Fire Radio. We kind of connected early. Um, I was at one of the shows walking around. He starts making fun of me. Um, what do you call me? A fat guy and everything else? No, right? no, there was no fat shaming. Oh, no fat shaming. There was, there was fat shaming. that he recorded podcasts from his she shed. And we were trying to determine if it really was from his she shed. Which it was. It was. Yard. Shed. We, when we finally saw it, we're like, this is a she shed. You didn't even see the first one. No? No. no that was a Shit. revised the, version. The, the last studio we had was fantastic. Oh, the last studio was nice. Yeah. yeah. I didn't the first one was in a, in a garage, man, with a set built. Are you shed? kidding? See? So Firehouse Rumors through the circuits was that Jeremy recorded National Fire Radio in his backyard she shed. <laughs> but we did not burn down the she shed. It didn't burn down the she shed. <laughs> so that's that's how we got to know each other. It was sprinkled. We did. Right. And then, um, you know, we I, this all relates. And this is, this is the best part about this was a year and a half ago when I started National Fire Radio and I called Rob and then brought Sebi in and Tucker and Heather and a couple other people. And we got this thing going. It was cool the relationships we made real quick. And we made relationships with people that want to make a difference in the industry. And Pip was one of those people. And as we pushed forward, a lot of the relationships grew very quickly and connections and so on. But there was always this thing about Pip where there was this positive positiveness in him and wanting to make the fire service better with 555 Fitness and all the other platforms and affiliations that you had. And so we had him come in on, uh, on the podcast, learn a bunch of things about him that I didn't know anything about, <laughs> which was cool um, and so on. And, 
we always talked like, hey, you know, if there's ever opportunity and this and that. But where I'm going is National Fire Radio was always bigger than just our little podcast or our Instagram. I wanted to make it a platform where we could bring in different personalities and different people with a different message. Rush to Bus certainly is part of that. And now Pip with his podcast coming out called The Size Up. It's super exciting because we're hitting the industry from all different angles with all different personalities and different types of people. And I think what that does is that rounds out what this industry needs. Um, and so we're going to push forward. And Pip, let's talk about you a little bit, a little background. A lot of people know who you are already, but maybe oh just gosh, a little. Yeah. Loads listen, of your personality is certainly bigger than you. So That's, That was like a cut, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. You're, you're little. Your wrong. personality's big. <laughs> fun sized. Right, fun sized. So let's let's do it, man. Let's let's do a couple minutes and then uh, let's see what we're doing here. Let's go. So I'm Pip, as as you said. Yeah, I really have well, a name. It's Robert Paparo, oh, but wow. you know it doesn't Paparo, man. We go through this all the time. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm fortunate enough to to run a not for profit called Five 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 Fitness. <coughs> um, I got involved with with starting it six years ago, and we are all we started with a mission to reduce cardiac line of duty deaths in the fire service um, by giving out fitness equipment. It's pretty cool. Six years later, we're over $60,000 donated worth of fitness equipment. Awesome. All through our volunteer efforts. Um, During that time, our platform on social media became one that was just pushing positive change. And although we push it through the fitness end, it's really just about changing yourself. And I've been fortunate enough to meet so many people in the fire service, uh, EMS, PD, military, fitness, you name it. I've met people that want to make positive change. Yep. And Jeremy is, is definitely one of those people and the people at National Fire Radio. Um, they do it differently with what they do, but it's awesome. And the night that I was on the podcast with Jeremy, um, none of that was planned. If you listen to, to my episode of National Fire Radio, we literally just started talking. Yeah. Even the start of it is like, a hey, we're recording of, now. A lot of that is how we roll. And it was awesome. And uh, even that night, I, I talked about some things in that podcast that yeah. I never talked about Publicly, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Um, and I guess we all got closer after that, and mm-hmm. we talked about, you know, I have conversations all the time with people around the country, around the world even, that are just like that podcast, talking about positivity, talking about yep. change, talking about things that happened to them. And that's kind of where the idea of the size-up came into play. Um, because I always like to say, I'm constantly trying to be better than yesterday. And I think that's what 555 pushes the most. If we can be better providers we can be better to ourselves we have the ability to be better to our departments and to the people we serve and the people around us and hopefully on the size up the plan is to get guests on and have them tell their stories so that will inspire other yeah. people um, and it's kind of like what we've been talking about you know julie and pete and i have been talking uh, on messenger i don't know who i'm talking to they have because <laughs> it's the same account yeah, hers is, if it's grammatically correct that's all oh, <laughs> you, why you that? yeah. but you know when, when we talk about that and, and doing crossover things between fitness and ems and we talk about you know personal accountability in ems yeah. and, and one of the things i think for rush the bus and the size up to talk about is ems burnout yeah and, and people who have learned know some of the harder lessons in EMS because yep. it's a hard job yep. um, and that's what I hope to, to capture in the size up is those folk stories that I know and they can get out there and uh, it's pretty cool some of the guests I have lined up already if we can yeah really that's exciting it work as yeah. celebrities yeah we have some celebrities that yeah. they happen to have met we have some people no one's going to ever know mm-hmm. um, and, and some people who are pretty big on social media that want to do it but I think the, the best part about it is and, and you you said it best, you know, you guys connected and have talked outside of, you know, this, you know, and, and so what I think the best part about that is you're right there. 
there's a shared belief. There's a shared culture here, you know, and what we try to facilitate with National Fire Radio is positive, positiveness and, and, you know, positive change for the fire service, positive messages, and the fact that we want to leave it better than we found it. I hate cliche sayings, but that's one that I do like because truly, like, my contribution, I hope that when I'm dead and buried, my contribution to the American Fire Service mattered. I hope that what we do or what I do has made somewhat of a difference in one or two lives along the way. And if that's the case, then we win. You know, we're doing the right thing. And I think the size up and rush the bus, those are all the same ideologies we believe in. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Pip, let's talk about change, though, and positive change. Not, a lot of people don't like to talk about it. A no. Of, a lot of people don't want to change. A lot of people don't want to, don't think it's cool to talk about it. Yeah, they they want to keep it all to themselves. It's you know, cool to it's, change. It's cool so, to change. Yeah. It is. I haven't it's drank since July. Good for you, man. I haven't had a beer since July. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And how do you feel since it's then? Crazy. We're not going to do Dr. Phil stuff yeah. here, but here we go. Yeah, how it's do you quite feel? Interesting. It's uh, it's quite different. You see stuff a lot differently. So. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even got anything. <laughs> You're just like I got yeah. nothing, but it's better. It right? is. It's yeah. better, and yeah. it's a, it's simple. I think with change, though, people think it has to be hard. Right? Like, they think it has to be this whole big thing. And here we are, January 2020, and, and I sent you a text on New Year's Day and asked if, if you were in the gym or was it too crowded. I believe the answer. Oh, you're going to go and read it now. Yeah, here we go. He's going to call me out on go. it. Right? No, no, no. I'm not going to call you out at all. Right? I think this is fantastic. How far back? It was just on New Year's Day, like I three know, four days ago. No. We text a lot. We text a lot. It wasn't yeah. three, four days. Today's the fourth. I wrote a report at 3 a.m. I had okay. to type the fourth. Oh, I know that. Did you write 2020? Because they said if you just write 20, it can, yeah, be, um, it can be utilized. Utilized. Uh, I write like 20. What was on channel 7? Oh, sinister motives or uh, something. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, oh. you know how you would write like yeah. um, 19. One for 20? Yeah. yeah. Oh, because you could just you add, could put add a number. Oh. Or or mm. There's a lesson like from the medics from Rush the Bus. All right, you ready? I saw it on Facebook. I saw it on It's got to be true. It's got to be true. Here we go. All right, so th- this was my conversation with Pip on New Year's Day at 12.59 p.m. I get a text from Pip. Now, we all know I'm twice Pip's size. I'm a big guy. Never sh- never shied away from saying that. I don't hit the gym quite as often as I should. I know that. So but he wants to. I do, and, and there's it's been conversation about that. <laughs> it's all about the thought. Pete, slow down, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> so Wednesday, New Year's Day, 12.59 p.m. This is the relationship I have with Pip. Did you work? This is from Pip. Did you work out today, or are you waiting for the crowds to die down at the gym? I respond that I have feelings, you know. He goes, oh, my bad. So did you work out today? Or are you waiting for the crowds to die down? I said, mimosas and waffles this morning. So I worked out. He goes, I have feelings, you know, but I do love brunch and mimosas. <laughs> yep. And that's it. And so, that's it, right? That's, it's, it's, listen, I'm not here to pressure Jeremy or anybody to do something like this, but people think change has to be this huge thing that you have to go and do all these 8 million different things for change to occur. And to be honest, it's a very small thing. You decided to stop drinking in June for whatever reason that was and haven't drank since then. So we're six months and you've made a huge change. Some people say, I'm not going to drink today or I'm not going to smoke cigarettes today. Start one day, you know, and it's just one day and it goes to the next. Right. And that's with fitness. You can do 10 minutes of physical fitness a day. Some days people are like, how long did you work out for today? 12 minutes. What do you mean? 12 minutes, 12 minutes of hell. 
I put myself to. Right. But that's all I have right. because I have two little guys. I have a dog. I have a career. I have a not-for-profit. Now a podcast. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half in the gym. You can just take the stairs. Yeah. We oh. take the stairs. at work. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, under, gonna under six, man. We're walking. I know. It's so. And it's Let's funny because <laughs> there, there's times I've been like, not tricked, but like I thought we had a patient on like the second <laughs> floor, <laughs> and he no. was like, um, "It was on the seventh floor." Yeah, he was seven. like, "You know, you want to take the stairs?" I was like, "Yeah, like of course." We had a medic and then student with as us we're too, going past the second floor, yeah, we had a, a student with us who was like really bulky, he's like you know, he like was huge. Body I'm like, yeah, he'll keep up with me. And <laughs> we got up to the sixth floor, and I was like, you know, winded, like because I'm carrying thirty pounds of equipment, but our student was shockingly winded and I mean I, I was glad he took it with us and he did it and he took it in stride and you know when we got in the patient's house he was kind of like Phew, you know like we're trying to talk to the patient and sometimes you're like all right let me catch my breath you know but we've taken the stairs when all the firefighters have piled into the building and they're like we'll beat you upstairs yeah they're like oh you want to squeeze in with us into the elevator I'm like now nah, we're good and they're like it's the sixth floor and we're like we got it and we get up there before they get up there you know so it's like we're going up there even yesterday i like i live on a fourth story walk up and i had all my groceries Sorry. it took me three times to go back and forth up and down three times so where it's like the your, equivalent where was your helper my my six-year-old helper helped me take like a box of cereal upstairs <laughs> and then he just sat on the ipad so i went back and <laughs> forth um but i was like and i i like was trying to bolt up the stairs and, like, by the time I got up to the top, I was like, that was pretty much the equivalent of, like, running up 12 flights of stairs. Yeah, yeah. And carrying like, weight, no and less. And carrying That's weight. It. And I was like, I felt good. And it took, you know, maybe 10 minutes total. But I was like, all right, that was 10 minutes of doing something that I wouldn't have done. And, I mean, I don't have an elevator. There's no – I can't take the elevator. Like, there is none, you know. But I feel like, you know, going back and forth, I mean, I try to make it easier for myself. But, really, it just had to be the three times back and forth. That was it. But I feel like those kind of little things, like making little changes at work, I definitely feel better like that we take the stairs. And I feel like better even in my own apartment building, like going up four flights of stairs to my apartment is not a big deal for me, right. you know? Um, and I think that just helps me do my job better because I'm not winded if we have like a carry down. You know, we have heavy patients that which, we have to Which carry. could totally happen, yeah. right? And that's, yeah. again, when we talk emergency services, people, uh, it'll happen and I'll get through it. And great, you get through it, but how do you feel after that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a Terrible, simple change. Yeah, you know? hor horrible. I mean, that's what, last year there were 57 line of duty deaths in 2019 in the fire service. Jeez. And the numbers aren't out officially yet, but I can't tell you how many that you read the blurb that comes out it's from the cardiac. NFFF. Yep. It's all cardiac it's related. It's not, yeah. I don't even care that it's cardiac related. What I, what now I hone in on and, and I harp on, responded to call, went back to station yeah. or home, Stated, did not feel well, woke up dead. Mm. I wonder how many are in EMS from that. You know what I mean? Like you go take that cardiac arrest at the other job, you know, and you come back and, you know, you die. Oh, to say, you yeah. Know? I mean, yeah. well. We know a guy who had a stroke. He was, he was sitting on the street corner. He had a stroke. And he's back to work. And this guy, he's been on it for like, he's got like stripes up to his elbow. But he had a stroke and he's back to work. So we know EMS too. You don't keep numbers like the fire. That's the thing. They don't we talk right. about those types of things. Yeah. And, and who knows? I mean, EMS is yeah. a very stressful job. Um, and then you have the physicality of it yeah. where you may be doing a carry down, especially where you are. If your apartment, if someone on the four story, man. yeah, someone on the four story gets hurt there and they can't go down the stairs. Carrying. Somebody's carrying them. Right. And, and, right. and your gear. Yeah. And, and I mean, in, in Jersey where I worked, we, we had 
a lot of volunteer BRS. <coughs> I work a lot of day shifts, yep. volunteer of fire. There was people. not many people to help. Yeah. The police were our help. But yep. you have to be prepared for that. And when you talk about these changes, simple things. You know, you don't, people assume that I'm some like elite athlete because I run a fitness gym or something along those lines. And it's like the furthest from the truth. The other, the other day, I, I did two workouts in one day because my wife wanted to work out after work. I stopped workout two. And she's like, are you going to finish? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. And then we're like both in Bronco spasm from the oh workout, no. essentially. Because she's like, it's the cold air. <coughs> I'm like, yeah, it's the cold air. We're just, this was that hard. And that's okay. Right? Why? I got out there with her. Yep. For it wasn't even 10 minutes when I'm like, I'm done with this one. That's yeah. how mm -hmm. horrible it was. But I, those are the changes that we, we talk about. And I, I think, too, though, you know, we're talking about physicality. And, and so we're talking about physical change and, and um, you know, walking stairs and finding time. And a couple things. One, we talk about all the time, Pip. You and I had a very long conversation about finding time. You know, everybody says, you know, oh, I'm so busy. If you Nine out of ten times now when I talk to somebody and I go, you know, hey, how's it going? I'm busy. Busy. I don't have any time. I feel that way all the time. Every single day I feel burdened that I have not a second to breathe. But then I find myself with an hour on the couch at night watching TV. Mm -hmm. Right? Or I find myself. Cruising Instagram. You know, right, right, right. Mm -hmm. you know? Scrolling. Yeah. So, yeah. You know how strong so this you, is? So if you start thinking about that, right, and then it all comes down to that internal drive, right, to say like, okay, you know what, I had an hour tonight that I could have done, you know, X, Y, and Z instead of doing this and so on. So as busy as we are, you know, um, there is that 15 minutes, Pip, that you talk about, you know, that, hey, man, I don't care what your lifestyle is like, you'll be able to find 15 minutes. If, if, walk, if you, you know? want to find 15 walk. minutes, you'll be able to find 15 yeah. minutes, yep. you know. It. The other thing, too, I want to talk about um, when we talk about change is I found with myself – this has nothing to do with working out or anything else. This is my attitude at the firehouse. When I started National Fire Radio, I was 20-something years into the fire service. And I walked into the firehouse and kind of not a chip on your shoulder, but I kind of had the, you know, I've done it. You know, I'm there. I don't need to push myself at training. I don't need to, you they know. were burnt. And so on, right. <laughs> and, you know, what, what I found was then I go on this platform and I start talking about um, – you know, the fire service and making the firehouse better um, and, you know, get there 10 minutes early and, and those type of things. And I, I think part of the change for me was when we started this and I started saying it, I had to start doing it again. And so I found myself, like, I know with my busy schedule, I can't always be at the firehouse and I can't make every training night or every meeting. And I might show up late for some of them, but I make the effort to show up instead of not going at all. You know, or I find myself getting to the firehouse a little bit quicker, or I find myself, you know, gearing up a little bit better and quicker yeah. and smarter than I used to. Than young guys. Well, that's it, yeah, right? That's the and thing is, like us old guys, you can you can. And, a, and the thing is, for me in the firehouse, I think it's super important that that six month in kid sees a twenty five year guy riding the back step, and I'm buckled up, ready to go. Yeah. And I think that's important. And I lost track of that for a while, and now I'm back to it again, where I, you know, I'm I'm fairly confident that. I'm trying to portray myself the way I should be. Yeah. And so for me, that's change, you know? And I think that's, that's part of what you're talking about too, is it's not just working out and discipline that way. It's also just discipline in life. I think in life, we always look for the easy way out a lot of times. And, and you know, work is work and, and life is hard work. And it's easier to complain than it is to put in the hard work. And so a lot of people just complain now. Mm. Everybody find, thinks it's okay just to complain. And that pisses me off to no end. It's a lot end. of work, though. 
to complain. To complain, to complain is more. It work. is, but yeah. you know what? You know what's harder than you know what's harder than complaining though is actually doing it. It's true. And a lot of the mutts in the fire service now, and this is part of the problem, is you know it's it's the same as the the you know quote unquote keyboard warriors. Like just because your phone has a keyboard on it and you're on social media doesn't mean that you need to put in your two cents yeah. if you're not bringing value. Why? I find that interesting. It's like, and you you look like where they're from. They're not doing any work. Yeah, but see, you know, I used to do that too, Pete, right? You know. I used to do that too. But I've realized that it just comes down to character. It's hard to teach character. We try to mold and shape the newer guys and girls in the fire service. And the ambulance. And in the ambulance. Just in life, right? Yep. Yep. In general, yeah, the people you come across. Thing. Right? We try to do our best in molding and shaping and passing on the, the traits that make you a positive influence or a good person with the right moral and, and, and characteristics that you want in a good person. It's hard to teach that. It's hard, right? You instill those values early on, and then in the firehouse, we instill them in the probie stage. You try to instill that into them. But inherently, people have internal drive or they don't. It's hard to teach. It, it really is. And it's hard to see, Yeah. right? Because when you're within, and, and this is actually a just... Had an idea, thought bubble. If, mm-hmm. if Devin can make a thought, a light bulb behind my head in the video, right? But here you guys are, right? You're just <laughs> starting your social media journey. Yeah. Now I've been out there for six years on, on social media. It's crazy. My first Instagram post for five 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 came came up on uh, January first because that's when we launched bodyweight workouts, and it's it's unbelievable what's happened in those six years, right? Sure. Um, but what. Jeremy's saying about these things being hard to teach and and different people in different places. You guys in this next year, and you're already seeing it because people are coming up to you and saying like, whoa, look at this with a cravat. You know, they're starting to recognize you. Once you, and we've talked about traveling and things, once you start to go out there and meet different people from different parts of the country and see them go to places where they go on 46 calls a year with their fire department, you know, where where they look at where where you guys work and, and, and who you work for and they're just in awe of it because they go on 10 calls a year. But you find these people with character yeah. and with drive. Yeah. And then you also find the mutts and that type yeah. of thing of along the yeah. line. And of the course. people who are masquerading as that person with character or with a good, and they can be from anywhere, yeah. but you see it. And I can't wait till this time next year, yeah. 2021, when we're sitting at this table or possibly a better she shed table mm-hmm. and talking about this. <laughs> Yeah. And and seeing what you this guys said. This is the say. finest imported oak. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, it's not Ikea anymore. It's it's not not Ikea. So, but it's amazing. <laughs> I think that's what, what I know Jeremy and I, we spend a lot of time yeah. talking about. And I think that's when I go back to the size up, you know, bringing in these folks that I've been fortunate enough to meet. You guys are going to do that. And you're going to see this change that we talk about. Yeah. And you're going to realize there are people out there with the same vision as you. Yep. And I, I know that there's people out there and it's just, they're just stifled. Yeah, you know they're they're and stuck, and we did that with five five five, where like I had I brought we I and I we brought together or together we came together, however you want to say it, all these like minded people yeah. who want to create change, yep. and it's unreal. Yeah, and I think you guys are gonna are gonna have the experience Jeremy and I both had. Yeah, Pete and Julie, let me ask you, why did you want to do this? Um, I mean, for me, I I like hearing stories that people tell in EMS. I feel like we learn that way. Like, when I came to the station that I'm at now in Brooklyn, there were a lot of old-timers there. I mean, experienced medics, and they were really amazing. They were just, I mean, a lot of them are retired. Some of them have moved on to become officers, so they're not all there anymore. But, like, the stories they had and things that they talked about, it was really exciting. And 
Um, it was like you wanted to work with these people because they were really good at their job. Um, and but why I, do you want to do it now? Why do you want to do a social to, media podcast? For me, I want to hear people's stories. Like I love I, it. I know for Pete, like he likes hearing like all the little buffy sure. things. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I honestly, I like things. talking I to like people. I, I, I mean, yeah. I like talking to my patients. Like I learn a lot from my patients, and I like talking to people and getting their stories. And like years ago, I did for a school like this kind of oral history thing with people who had kind of moved to New York from other countries. And um, at the time, the history professor was like, why don't you do something with EMS, you know? And I thought about it, and I kind of put it on the back burner, but I feel like I think this is it. This is where we're going to talk to people about what they're doing, the differences, the similarities, what their stories are, where they're from, what made them become EMTs and paramedics, because I think that is always an exciting thing to hear about, you know? Like, yeah. it's not usually something that just kind of dropped into your lap. Like, you have to seek it out. Yeah. And become trained, you know? I'm just, I'm just curious because I know, like, I know what, what got me to start this. And I know Pip's story. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing you and Pete over the course of the next few months and years really paint the picture of why you guys want to sit at a table and talk to people about an industry that you truly have a passion for. Everything I, else out there was boring. <laughs> It was. No, be but honest. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's the it's best. That's I, I, not I, nice. I don't, <laughs> no, but no, but that's you know, part of this. That's like, that's some days are not going to be nice. Right. It's right. <laughs> there's, 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 you know, two, you know, two guys from the middle of nowhere talking about some clinical stuff. I don't care about that. Right. I don't. I want to hear like your story, what you do on your day. You know, yep. some crazy jobs you've been on. Yep. The clinical that's end of EMS is very important. And I, I think you guys totally is. understand but that. But that's for it. somebody else. That is. And it's people not don't want to listen to it. You no, know, and, no, and that's part of the reason I think in, in the EMS community, even in the fire community, we forget to give back to ourselves. Yep. You know, you tell these stories. You, you do these yep. things. And, and I think you can learn more from, you know, hanging out with a seasoned person than going to a class. And you come out of that class like, yo, I was killing people. <laughs> I was killing people. I was watching them going down. Dude, we took a 12 week class. I'm like, oh my God, I've been killing people. <laughs> and then it just messes up your mind. But you can hear really good stuff in small things, you know? Like, I, the, the, the what do you call it? The biker thing with the cravat. Somebody else came up to me the other day. They're like, yo, I use that. That's, that makes me feel good. <laughs> it does. I just, right? I of course, like the it does. I, I love you know everything I mean? about that. Absolutely. And, so. and that's awesome. And when you think EMS wise, too, same with fire and, and storytelling. And I got some really horrible EMS stories from bad things that happened. I have some of the most funniest moments yeah, of my of life. We're talking Yo, to patients or all the time, yeah. bro. You, you, you look at them and you're like, I'm, I'm here for this. And, and I, <laughs> I do honestly think that it, it's going to appeal to people who do work this job. But I think like the reality is I hope that it appeals to people who don't. Because I know for me, you know, when I tell people like I work EMS, people who don't work EMS always say call? like, oh, my God, what do you question. do? Like, what do you see? Have you seen this? Did you ever see this? And like, it's like, yeah, I have, you know, and, and I think we do a pretty exciting and cool job. And like, of course, there's some terrible days, but there's a lot of really interesting stuff that we're privy to um, that I think has like just brought me more life experience, you know, dealing with the public and speaking with people who are at a vulnerable point in their lives, speaking to their family when they've passed on. Um, and I think like, I don't know, being able to share those stories with people who work in this job yeah. and people who don't 
and maybe this is going to change someone's mind about what they want to make a career out of. Maybe this is going to spark someone to say, I like, love it. I yeah. would love to do that. That awesome. sounds really exciting. Well, I want to get back into it. Yeah. You know? yeah they That's the thing it. is, like, y- your partner will make your day, <coughs> you know? Absolutely. So if you're with an angry person, it's just going to make you angry, yeah. especially a new person with an old person who's angry. I know. That's unfortunate. It is really sad when you're yeah. stuck. And, and you're I'm like, stuck. yo, you're brand new, man. Like, how are you this jaded already? You've been out like two months, and, and you're talking <laughs> like a vet. You're stuck. Not well, if in you a bus have a, you know, if you have a vet that's yeah, but you're really too not. salty and stuck. and feeling it. some kind of way all day, you know, then that rubs sitting off. in a rig. So. And you're sitting, <laughs> sitting, sitting, in a rig. sitting in there, and there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Well, something I want to explore this year, you know, on the National Fire Radio platform, we've we've hit on it before, but is cancer in the fire service, but not the medical cancer. Yeah. I'm talking about the toxicity that exists negativity. in the job, yeah. the negativity, right? I think, I think that's a cancer that we don't talk about. I think that's the worst cancer, you know, because it'll ruin an organization. It'll ruin a new person. It'll ruin, oh, it'll totally ruin, it'll ruin, ruin you. Yeah. You see it differently in, in EMS um, than in the fire service with that because in EMS, if they are stuck with that jaded person, yeah. right. that's them. That's you yep. two. You got to get along with your partner somehow. Yeah. Or it's really going to be bad. Right. Yep. At least in the firehouse, you can find someone else. I mean, you could have a whole jaded company. That's really that's bad. Yeah. That 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 is. I've and it exists. It definitely yeah. exists. But it usually exists. you could find someone. But if you're stuck, uh, listen, I've worked with some I've amazing EMS like partners and some horrible ones. I've heard people fight over the the air conditioning and the heat and the radio station yeah. and what corner we're gonna sit on. And I'm I have too much sun. I'm like, that they is don't have to worry about the radio station. I, they I, got a podcast I to listen to now. Turn things yeah. around. Like we have a patient in our neighborhood who calls nine one one every day. Uh, there's frequent flyers and. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I hate dealing with this person. And it's like the complete opposite for me. I will race over there. Even if I'm not called to that, I'm like, I know that address. I'm on my way because I actually enjoy this guy. Um, he's super easy to deal with. He's outside. He's going to just hang out. I love You you know what's the right in the report already? Yeah. And like, also he will go anywhere. So it's like, if it if he calls at a certain point of the night where there's very little traffic, I don't just have to stay in my area. He likes to go to a hospital in Manhattan or another one further downtown in Manhattan. He's pleasant. He's very pleasant. We don't have a problem and with for him. me, People I'm like, like, this is a cool adventure. I get like out of my neighborhood for maybe a half cookies. hour, <laughs> get some cookies in Manhattan. Stop, yeah, stop for meals somewhere. Um, uh, that, you know. So for me, I, and I've, I've talked about him a lot. Like I've had a few, you know, since my partner's been on light duty for a little while, I've had different partners in a couple of weeks. And like whenever that call comes in, I'm like, yes, you know, like, and they're like, oh, this is so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I love it. You know, <laughs> because for me, I'm like, this is not a bad call. This is a great call. Like, we're not going to get beat up. This guy is super, you know, relaxed. Do you know, do you know how clean? Yeah, pleasant. Like, do you know how awesome this, clean. Clean. this okay. conversation <laughs> sort of clean. This conversation right now is awesome because I would say 70 to 80% of the, and I'm not an EMS provider, but I have to think that, Talking about jaded crews and so on. Most people don't want to go to those calls. Of course. Right. Did you see my my face when she said this? I'm like, but then when you sit (laughs) here and you listen to your reasoning, when we first met, like I like I like to do with everybody is I like to get together with them and just get to know them first. So we'll share a drink or uh, dinner or lunch or something. So we went out with Pete and Julie um, for lunch with my wife and Rob was there, and we sat down and we just had a fantastic two three hours at a restaurant talking, getting to know each other, and so on. And it was so fun to watch the dynamic on these two because Julie's like, oh, I just love talking to people. Like, it's almost like social work. Like, you enjoy people, <laughs> and you enjoy the stories, yeah. and you enjoy 
you know, not only putting a, a bandage on somebody, but you enjoy fixing or helping the mental part of it too. Yeah, and I, I mean, think, there's, I think you know. people are happy to see you come down the street when they know you because I think you yeah. bring an incredible. I think the two of us value. have, yeah. like, in this week alone, I've actually taken three patients to the hospital that I know well because they're in my area. Right. And, like, one of the patients, I this was like the sixth time I've you know, dealt with her and her family. And like, I left them at the hospital and like, we hugged. I was like, happy right. new year. You know, right. like, did you really, I did. I really uh, like her. See, then, you know? And then the so other part, yeah, and then there's right? this guy, like, and then Pete over them. here is like, <laughs> you let's go, I, let's uh, go back cop, to bad cop. No, but I mean, <laughs> she's a mommer. <laughs> he's a, she's he's a, a mom. I do mom people, but no, she's an older lady and you know, I know who it is. Um, but I just, I don't know. I feel like, but I love that, that the dynamic. That, yeah. there's, there's that, and that's part something in EMS that you can't teach, you can't learn no, from a can't. book, you can't learn clinically. It's yep. a personal job, yes. and the, some of it really right. sucks. That yep. person, like it's just. No, but you can ask people anything. Yeah, you know, they will tell you anything, and if you have a sincere face on, and you're not, like, mm -hmm, but you can get anything out of somebody, and you can learn so yeah. much, yes. and you can make them better. Maybe not clinically, because yeah, no, you can't. And you, you don't have the guy you don't. You guys don't have long rides to the hospital where, no. where yeah. you are most of the time. It's short. I, I I've worked in a place where we were in the back for thirty minutes going yeah. Yeah. emergency wise. Oh. And, and listen, I could sit here and type on my little keyboard now, or I could talk to you, yeah. right. and I can make this personal and make your experience yeah. better. You yeah. know, like you take, you have to start a line on on grandma, and you're holding her hand. Okay, ma'am, this is what you're going to do. But I it. love Here's me with this haircut, <laughs> staring at the 80-year-old yeah, yeah, woman, yeah, and yeah. she's like, you're going to do this, little boy. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> I did this <laughs> once or twice before. Yeah. I took a class. But I love, you. I I love you sharing that, Julie, because now whoever hears this is going to say, you know what, Julie, Julie likes talking to people. You know, it's cool to talk to people. Like people I think get, especially people that are impressionable in the, in the industry, yeah. right? The younger students and, and the newer EMTs and, and medics you know, maybe they need a little push to engage more. And I think through your content, you're going to be able to do that. And the thing is, your your face, your face will make or break a job. Because oh. if you walk in there with a bat with, with some kind of look on your face, you can say nothing and you're going to get, you can end up in some, in some shit. I beat, your face. Pete, let me tell you. Your face and, will get you beat like up. Bad. Yeah, there your you face will get you bad. beat up. And uh, I, I believe that. I'm you a strong know, believer that, that you catch more flies with honey, too. Yeah, I, I, agree. Like, agree. I think that it's better to just come in there and be pleasant. It's even jobs, yeah, even jobs that I, I read I the text, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be ridiculous. And then I get there, and I am still pleasant. And oftentimes, I'm surprised in a positive way that I'm like, oh, I, sh like, I almost feel bad. I'm like, oh, I thought that was going to be a big, you know, it bullshit is thing. And it was actually, like, a really lovely family. Yeah. And, like... You know, the kids were really cute and everything. So, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I think that when you go into these jobs and you're already, like, in a crummy mood, it sets the tone. You know, it, yeah. it does. And, and you're going to have a patient that might not be as easy to deal with, you know? That lesson, too, that you just talked about, you know, going on a frequent flyer and you find the positive in it. Right, and maybe that positive is we get to go somewhere yeah. different today. Yeah. But that's the thing: if you take them to that off that outlandish hospital, think what food is around. There. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's fantastic, <laughs> right? No, no you're no, right. No, that's yeah, the thing: yeah. is like people argue, I don't want to take you this. If it's close to the end of my shift, you're going somewhere close, bro. <laughs> Unless, I mean, or to be honest, we start part, at five p.m. and it might be a little too challenging to get yeah, into Manhattan yeah, yeah. at that but point come because later, of traffic. You can go. The middle of the night, I'm like. 
wherever. I mean, really, like if I can sell know, it to the doc, we're going. Of course, yeah. and, and you go. That's you know. part of it. That's part of having a healthy EMS career. Yeah. is is things like that where you yeah. got this person that's like every job sucks. So you stuck for twelve hours. Yeah, and you're gonna go on some patients that require zero medical attention whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. and that's what you're gonna do. Sorry, and you have to find a positive out of it. Yeah. It means because hey, we can get some cookies. Yep. I'm there. Cookies. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I, and I just want to touch on like what Julie was talking about. You know, the positivity of all that is, you know, I know like when we go out in the field and we meet people, I mean, I make, I make a, a real conscious effort to shake every hand and tell a story with somebody and listen. And when we go places like we've done three, four departments in a day where we go shoot content or I go to a trade show and people come up to you and say hello and they want to get a picture. Like, I think it's so important that, you know, even in this little world that we are of National Fire Radio, it's important to touch every single person that you communicate with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of people will send me net notes and messages and so on. And like I told you guys from day one when we started this, was you have to engage everybody. If somebody sends you a message, reply back to them. Somebody comes up and wants to talk to you, take that extra second and talk to them. Yep. Put a smile on it. I have a lot of people that say to me all the time, they're like, I don't know how you do it. And at the end of the day, some days I'm totally wiped. Yeah, of course. It's, yeah. it's a mental game the whole way. You know, yep. we, we went down to South Carolina for two and a half days, and I had to be on for two and a half days. Pip, you know what I'm talking that's, about. That's I mean, a, dude, we talk about it all the time. Right. And, and I, when I land somewhere, I'm on. And listen, it, there's, it's not a facade. Don't, no, don't it's think not. we're right. talking no, about a facade either, right? Because right. you guys aren't yeah. going to do that. You're you. Right. No, yeah. it is. You got to be yourself. You got to be 100% authentic. People see through right. the yeah. fakeness, and, but it gets. It gets tiring. Sure. But what you get out of it. The value. You, yeah, you, you, get, get you get their energy. Oh, you know, God. I, you talk about I, that this, builds you we, up. Listen, you know? I want to leave a firehouse. We go shoot content. When we leave, I want them to talk about it for the next year. Yeah. When I leave departments and get text messages a week later and say, since you've been here, morale is through the roof. Yeah. Guys are so pumped that they're seeing our T-shirt on your show or or your, uh, you know, this or that or our trucks are on your Instagram. Like, our guys are through the roof about yeah. it. That, to me, is the value. Absolutely. Right. And so I, I just say to you guys, as we go forward, all of us is representing the National Fire Radio brand and then your own brands. We got to be on, you know, and uh, we bring a value to the fire service and to the emergency medical service, the emergency services and, and PIP, what you do with physical fitness and, and the mental game and all that. I mean, it's just this is this is a this is crazy. It is. No, it is. It is. It is. This, this, it, it's a ride, man. I'm like I said. I'm yeah. so excited to sit in this now next year. And I didn't yeah. think. Yeah. I didn't know what we were doing today. It's just like you want to come up, and I'm like, oh, my kids. <laughs> yeah. We'll hang out. Let's do yeah. something. Yeah. And you do this, and when I think what you guys are gonna do, and uh, I'm fortunate that five 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 transitioned over to EMS. Yeah. You know, we work really well with Zoll Medical. The the assault on CPR challenge is is yeah, that's cool. All these national shows, and people love doing it, and they win yeah. a mic. Um, but you go to these shows, and there's just something missing. Like Jeremy would be like, oh, how was, how was, uh, I'm not, I don't want to use any names of the EMS shows because I don't want to talk bad about them, but how was that show? I'm like, oh, we had a blast. But you look outside of that little area that That's I'm it. in. That's it. Like nobody's telling stories because I, I don't know, I feel like everybody's looking to cut somebody down. Yeah. I feel and, a lot of that in EMS, you know, some medics. Same in the fire service, man. I got I my balls broken. No, every it's, single different. Day. it's different. It's different. different. It's different. <laughs> but, yo, there's a cut down that, that another medic will give you. Oh, you put the IV in that way. But, Yo, listen, this is the way I do it. The way you do it is whatever. You know, I'm not looking to cut you down, but that's why a lot of people in EMS won't tell their stories because you're going to get eaten alive. And you could feel the energy. Yes, and you could yes. feel it. Yo, I'm not, that's that's why I'm not doing any clinical stuff in this because 
I don't care about EKGs, bro. I want to hear your story. And I'm not here to cut you down. No, he does I care agree, about right. EKGs. <laughs> when yeah, it's he on you, he cares about the EKGs. Uh, cardiac I, listen, patient, you but, uh, can tell me whatever, but I don't... What I'm about right. what about like personality? Like I I've never been to EMS trade shows or so on, but you know you go to the fire service. Every every company's got their personality. Everybody's got their brand, if you will, and so on. I think EMS is lacking that. I think it that is. we need to get to these it shows is. and we need to liven these shows up a little. Dude, bit. It, it listen, we blast music in that old booth. I'm I'm shocked at some of the things that we get to do in this old booth because it's not the normal EMS interaction, yeah. right? We have this. It's fitness. very like you know. I mean. Yeah, because like, a lot of it is, and again, it's a lot of it is clinical. Yep. Yeah. A lot of it is is device sales. You know, and you go to EMS right. shows and they're trying Which to sell cool. you. Which is cool. You get to, we, like, play, you get to play with cool stuff. stuff yeah. And, yeah. You know. It's the only place I get to intubate is if we go to an EMS <laughs> show. Yeah. I walk around and I'm like, cool, let me see what your thing is. Yeah. And the guy's like, you're really bad at this. And I'm like, shut your mouth. I'm a firefighter. Don't right. you know what I do? Don't you know who I am? Look at me. <laughs> and sometimes I have to stand up on something. I get it. But you lose that energy, you know, and it's not a... I don't want to say they're bad because they're not, but you need that energy. You and want I think excited. that kind of like the devices, all the medical equipment, that's cool, but they're, you know, being pushed by a lot of salespeople. And I think actually the personalities in EMS are pretty astounding. Like there's some smart people. There's some really smart <laughs> there's people. Some really there's smart some people. really charming people. And I think to do this job, particularly as a career where you're literally talking to people day in and day out, you have to have at least like some kind of personality. You can't just be this monotone like talker because no one's going to tell you anything. If you're on the ambulance and you're like, hi, sir, you're naked. Um, and also, I think you might have done crack. Did you do crack? I'm sorry, I have to ask. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard to say that. Sounds like a good night. You know, and um, <laughs> you can't really say that with like this, okay, did you do drugs? You know, like you have to speak right. to people. You yeah. have to look at them in the face and talk to them. And so I think we have a lot of really great personalities in EMS. That's what makes it, like, so exciting to talk to each other. Um, so, you know, it's it's a little bit different than, like, someone who's trying to sell you the next monitor or the next laryngoscope. Well, and that's what, so that's what you guys need to capitalize on and go after. And I think that's what's exciting about what you guys are going to bring to the table is that we're going to be able to get those personalities out there and give them a voice. I mean, yep. you know, there are a tremendous amount of – there's tremendous people in the EMS industry. Let's give them a voice and tell their stories and capture their info yep. because – that's only going to make the job better. And in fact, it's going to light some excitement. Yeah. Yep. You know? And I mean too, with the, the super smart people, you have them. But because you guys have your personalities and this is looking to do that, you can take that super smart person. I like smart people. I'm not down. saying that I don't like <laughs> smart people. <laughs> no, but you can. You know, it's amazing when you break into thing. someone's shell. Yeah. You know? So, yep. so they're, like you said, super smart people yep. in EMS. We've had them do the assault on CPR challenge and they're dying and they're having fun with it. Because mm -hmm. they're realizing that this little bit of physicality, one minute on the assault bike, two minutes hands only CPR, and their CPR is horrible. And I'm like, I know your CPR is not horrible. If you just did two minutes of CPR, you know yeah, what you're yeah, doing. You'd be fine. But we stressed you a little bit. Right. And they have fun with it. Yeah. And they understand that there's more to it than necessarily the most serious side of it. Yep. You know, you understand that. I understand CPR is important. We save lives with CPR. Again, science. 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 Right, science. Mm -hmm. right? But we put this little element into it, and it just made I mean, we have to run up the stairs. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, you run up the stairs and then you got to pump. And you're going to go. You might have a fifth-story walk-up in our city, and the person's in cardiac arrest up there, and you better get up there and then be able to do it. A cardiac arrest, five-story, so you're going to carry the monitor? A monitor Each person has probably about 30 pounds on their back. If not more. You know, yeah, like in your hand or on your back. 
We just got new packs. bags. And your fanny packs. <laughs> yes, our fanny packs. Stylish. Coming back in style. We're stylish. We're stylish. Back in style. stylish. stylish. And, uh, we Maybe we should do a Rush the Bus fanny pack. Oh. We're not allowed to talk about our fanny packs. No, not you. I'm <laughs> saying just for you. We can wear that. We can have a Rush the Bus fanny pack. We can have Listen, I ride my bike to work in the warm weather. I need a fanny pack. Oh, Rush the Bus. I think a Rush the Bus. I would wear one. Same style, too. I would rock that. Heather would wear one. I would rock that like radio strap this way. Oh no no no! no, no. Like no. I could, I like could the old it. safety patrol belts. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> like around there. Yes. <laughs> we could start a whole new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, Across, Lord help us. Keep your gloves. Well, we hate there. radio straps. Keep your gloves. I know. I don't there. wear my strap. Yeah. But that's you okay. Hate radio straps. I hate radio well, straps. it just it gets in the way for me when I'm trying to do things CPR. Also, I don't want a patient to like be able to pull me around and yeah. stuff. In but the do you wear the anti-sway strap? No. No, I just wear my radio in my radio. No, but with the radio strap and the sway strap, I understand the EMS because it falls forward when you don't. We strap. do. Some people some buy people them, love it, but right? like, I don't. I hate. I wear the cl- the clip that's made for the radio, so I don't like that strap over my shoulder. I've it had the same the radio too. holder for fifteen years, so I just wear that. You know? EMS is different. Oh my God, this is a whole other episode. <laughs> and we could bring in some radio <laughs> strap manufacturers. I know they, they would hate would, me. Who would, like, you could give me a dope radio strap. I'm not wearing it. But a cool oh. belt. Yeah, a cool no. fanny pack. No. A cool With fanny us, pack. Logo on, I can, yes. I, I got a guy. Actually, oh, I, I do got a guy for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the email. The day. I was thinking. Fantastic. Yes. But these are the things that, again, you talk fun. about that. You break things yeah. down. You have mm-hmm. a good time. You're yeah. normal people. Like, yeah, that's, that's it's going to be good. I think I think year. 2020 for National Fire Radio is going to be out of control. Rush the Bus is mm-hmm. fantastic. You guys on Instagram already have been putting out some great content, growing thank quickly you. on there, and I thank you for that. I do thank you, too, for putting your trust in me yeah. and the guys and, and the platform. Um, means the world. This and, is easier uh, than last time. I don't have my kids. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's all. They we'll talk, talk about that on another episode. But <laughs> uh, but the studio is also a little bit different now, too. We got yeah. a little more room here yep. and so on. So we'll, we'll make things work. Um, but I thank you. I'm, we're going to start wrapping. We're about an hour and 15 in already. But I just, you know, just want to thank you, too. Um, I know it's not easy for you to get here to the Studio One and then two, you know, you guys are putting a lot of trust in us to really get your message across. So for me, I'm humbled and, and grateful for that. And we I appreciate thank you. you having yeah, us. Of course, you, so you guys are a part of the family and we're going to we're going to grow this thing into a machine. And uh, I'm excited to do that. And the value I think that Rush the Bus is going to bring um, is going to be incredible for the EMS service. So I thank you, too. Yeah. If and you want to get us, it's Rush the Bus on Instagram. Yep. So we'll, we'll take at anything, man. So rush send us some underscore at the oh. underscore bus. bus. You have to say it that way. Oh, yeah, yes. Well, it's all right, man. I'm not a millennial, though. <laughs> I'm, <not> a millennial. <laughs> I, I'm older than you, fella. You just got to <laughs> jump into it. Though. You got to say <laughs> it. But Pete's right. The, the tips, yeah, tricks, so and hacks, man. Send them DMs with your pictures, yes, with your videos. We want to and so on. You yeah, know, if they work, we'll definitely. You know, we're than just cravats, too. There's other things. Yeah. I know, there's other cool stuff. I'm sure you want to see. Oh, no, we got a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, awesome. And then Mr. Paparo. 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 That's how they say it in North. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Dude, we, this uh, is awesome, man. We got a big 2020 coming. The size up is going to be really cool. We're going to be, uh, we got a bunch of things already in the books. And now we got a bunch of dates already lined up and so on. Places to visit. Places to visit. People um, to visit. We're going we're gonna to make a conscious effort this year. We do a lot of the big fire shows. Um, we're looking at one or two of the EMS shows. Um, so we got that down the road. Hopefully we can uh, work that out. And then uh, with Pip, with some of your contacts, through everything you've done over the years and so on. There's a lot happening this year for National Fire Radio and the size up and rush the bus. And we d- 
bigger than any one person is what it comes down to. You're Just absolutely right. Together, yeah. Stronger, as long as you don't call us first responders. He doesn't like that. What do you say? He doesn't want to be called first responders, but I'm not a big. I mean, ultimately, we're the only EMS, fire department, or the police. First responders is just like so. Can you say emergency services? I we should do lot. that. I mean, first responders is essentially the only people who would respond. So it's just the responders, you know, because first like the lay responders. people. So like are medics, maybe they're the second responders. I don't know. I, 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 do you think about I don't mind that term. Let's not think about this at all. Yeah. I don't like it at all. <laughs> emergency services <laughs> providers is what it's I like It's a philosophical to debate. Yeah, it is. And you guys could talk about that in the cab of your truck. How about that? All right? <laughs> We've argued about this. There you go. Perfect. But listen, I want to wrap this. Um, thank you, guys. Thanks. Pip, also thank you to you as well for trusting in us uh, and so on. It's going to be a fantastic year. There's so much to come. And um, I think the three of you, what you guys bring to the table is just top-shelf stuff, and I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to kind of redefine and get the message out there on the, on the platforms that work and where the message can be heard loud and clear. And, uh, and thank you. Um, from our new studio, North Haldon, New Jersey, uh, this place is going to be fantastic once we uh, get completely settled. Okay. This morning was a little uh, little much That's running good. around. This is going to be good. Stuff, it's going to be fantastic. Can I plug my show, too? Absolutely. Pip, so cool. give me you some could, plugs, bro. You could, you could follow the size up at on Instagram at the underscore size underscore up. Mm-hmm. You could also follow me at 555pip if you want to. It's not that exciting, but I'm there. It's very exciting. Well. Um, but I think, it, again, like you said, it's going to be a very cool year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's cool things that we have planned, and I think our goal is to deliver them. And yeah. I think if we you have that goal, we're going to do it. Workout, anyway. Following me is like yeah, a workout. Yeah, I'm like, watching. I'm like, all right. Occasionally there's a workout. Could yeah. you just watch a workout? I know, I know. Don't they look like they could, You guys look like you could be brothers. That's Our a whole lines are completely different. But that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. Going, so. <laughs> the Wu-Tang. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they told me at work. All right, on that note. That's an awesome way to end yeah, no, That's fantastic. <laughs> Eats Wu-Tang. Yeah. Guys, for Jeremy and the rest of the crew that's not here today, Heather's here. Thank you, Heather, for Heather's being there. here. But uh, And for Pip, Pete, and Julie, uh, Rush the Bus and the Size Up Check them out. They are coming out strong this year in 2020 with a lot of original content, just like National Fire Radio. we got a lot to come, and we're looking forward to a fantastic year. Guys, thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you. And uh, for Jeremy and the rest of the crew, thanks for checking us out. Keep tradition and culture alive in the fire service. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye.